Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching... FSR. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. This story we got into late last night on the show because of two really bad instances of what happened between fans and players uh, during last night's NBA action. We had the fan who had spit on Trey Young during the Mm -hmm. Knicks game, and the fan was banned from Madison Square Garden. You had the fan who threw popcorn. Had Russell Westbrook as he was leaving the uh, floor, and uh, that fan was banned indefinitely. I mean, really indefinitely, really. He threw pop. You can't ban him for life, really. It's Philadelphia. I get it, but come on, really. You can't ban him for life. You got to leave him out there. Uh, and so those stories were big enough, and now they're joined today by this story as three jazz fans got indefinite bans for heckling John Morant's family last night. And some of the stuff that was reported to be said is really, really bad. You had uh, sexual 
explicit remarks that were made uh, uh, to John Morant's family. Uh, you had another Jazz fan, according to T. Morant, who was there. He and his wife were there for the game, part of his family. Uh, another Jazz fan told him, I'll put a nickel in your back and watch you dance. And there are other jazz fans uh, confronting that fan, alerting security. So thankfully, there were some a lot of really good fans around going, hey, this guy's really out of line. Uh, And then the third fan who was ejected yelled at Jamie Morant, shut the blank up blank. So this is what's happening now in the stands at games. And for a second, okay, timeout. I know the first thing people because I'll tell you exactly why this is happening now. And it's not just an NBA thing. Could part of it be on the surface fans have been cooped up for a long time and so they lose their control and they lose their composure? Eh, I'm not buying that as much, uh, you know. I mean, because still is about, I mean, would, would you do this anyway, right, if, if you weren't cooped up for the last year with COVID, not being able to go? To, so I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that suddenly people have forgotten how to act in public uh, when you're at a basketball game. Um, but the big thing, and look, and, and this really, it shows that this is why we're here, is that NBA fans think an arena is Twitter. And there now there there is no line drawn between what you can and can't say to an individual. Right now, it used to be people would hide behind their keyboards, and it was I'm going to say this to this to this player, this celebrity on social media, uh, and I'm going to go. And it's like there's a relationship because I saw something in my Twitter feed, I'm going to respond to it. This is there for me. But people generally used to hide behind their keyboards on it, where I'm going to say this, and and that's just what it is on social media, and it's ignored. But in the last few years, that's not been a case anymore because of this social media way people can say that they can say what they want to say, whether it's on Twitter or on Facebook or somewhere else. I'm going to get in a Facebook fight with somebody that I don't even know. Uh, now you see when people go to games and they have this closeness with NBA players, they, it's the same thing. It's like, hey, I'm going to I'm going to pour popcorn on you because I can. It's the same thing as me tweeting something at you because I can't stand you, or I'm going to yell something at you that's really out of line, all right? Or I'm going to I'm going to spit at you, which is incredibly out of line. There's no line anymore. Right. This is this is where the rules that we have seen that you generally have to follow are kind of going out the window. And, you know, and 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 because people say I could say this on Twitter, I can do it in person, too. We're following less rules and laws than we than we should be, because this is not something that should happen. But yet this is where the NBA is. And the NBA said, hey, we're going to have stricter rules out there for everybody, for all the players. Look, LeBron got in on it today, wants these fans arrested and 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 and, and found and, and made and their identities made public. And we want to know who they are and all of these things, because you're trying to figure out a way to stop it. Um it, this is this is kind of where it's at right now. And and I'll tell you this, Mike, is that normally I have a solution and I can say, well, here's the problem. Here's what's going on. OK, people think that social media and real life is the same thing. There is no solution because the only solution is you have to separate the fans from the players and teams are going to say, so wait a minute, I can't charge five thousand dollars a seat for that seat that's right next to the court. I can't do that anymore. No, no, because we're going to have uh, the fans move back. There's going to be a glass partition up something else. Well, I'm not paying five thousand dollars for that seat. Now I'm going to pay two thousand dollars for that seat. Are NBA owners really going to be on board with that? I mean, no, they're not. So this is a, this is a story that is just going to go on. 
and it's going to go on until something happens, until a player snaps, because people are right next to them. And just think about that for a second. In this day and age where, where fans feel more emboldened than they ever have to confront uh, fans in the past. In, in football, you have to run on the field to really want to get out there and, and, and be next to a football player. And again, that's stupid because they have pads on and you don't. In baseball, you have to hop over the railing and get onto the field. And there's a long way to go, right? There's a long way to go to get to players. You're not hopping the the glass at a, at, a, at a hockey rink, so that's not happening. But there's a long way to go. You can't stop anybody from getting on the court or on the field if they really want to, but there's a long way to go. Um, NBA players are a foot and a half sometimes from fans with nothing between them, with nothing between them. And when you think about that, you go, whoa, that's kind of scary. And luckily, we've had you know great decorum for the most part o- o- over the course of the years that this has happened. Because this is something the NBA's just had forever, right? Courtside seats, I sit right next to LeBron's mm-hmm. right here. He's right next to me. He's right. Look at the inbounds pass. Carmelo was right in front of me. I could reach out and shake his hand. Right? Remember when the video of Kobe Bryant when he reached over to Luka Doncic and said, "Hey, how you doing?" And Luka, before he inbounded the ball, turned and shook Kobe's hand. Hey, Kobe, how you doing? Good to see you. Good to see you. I mean, that's how close everybody is. And mm-hmm. when you think about it from that perspective, it's oh my goodness, it's real not safe for players and this is not something that's going to go away there's going to be always people that want to do something to a player whether it's spit at them or something else and it's going to get out of control and I don't know what the NBA is going to do other than say we're going to put more security out here and that's going to be it and that's not going to be enough because wherever you are walking up and down the court when you're sitting on the bench you're saying fans are right there they are absolutely right there and is this a case of where some spoil it for everybody else yeah but do you really want something bad to happen and and then say oh Oh, now we have to act? Do you really want to see there another malice at the, at the palace? Do you want to see something else where, where someone comes up to a player and pushes him and the player turns around and, and, and suddenly I'm going to protect myself and there's a huge fight or a brawl and then who knows what happens? I mean, really, the NBA's got to do something really big and they have to get on top of this, but they're not because it's going to be, well, then we're, we're, we're changing the fan experience and we're not going to make as much money and those seats aren't going to be what they are and, and we're going to be behind glass partitions or whatever it's going to be. And the NBA is not going to do it. They're just going to try to put more security guards out there and to hope that's going to deter everybody. And you know what? Some people it will, but if people really want to do something, they're going to do it. The guy was able to pour popcorn on Russell Westbrook without a problem. You're going to have uh, security guards all around that? No, he was able to do that, right? You're going to have security guards standing next to John Morant's parents so they don't have to worry about being heckled by, by lunatics who want to just yell anything they want to like that and potentially start a fight in the stands. How many security guards are you going to hire? How many guys? Were you going to hire 15,000 security guards? One security guard per person? I mean, really, what's the NBA going to do? I wish I had a better answer, but I know the NBA, and I know how they've done things. I know how people respond when it's about the, the bottom line being money and less money is going to be made by teams because of not being able to have seats there. So nothing's going to happen, and we're going to have this go, and then something else will happen that's big and huge, and then it's going to be, why didn't the NBA act sooner? All right. I'll digest all that now. Digest the, uh, you digest, Mike Arm. Well, that was that was long. Uh, <laughs> I, I followed you though, because you're talking about 41 home games plus if you're a good team and you're in the playoffs, which is you know where we're having the escalation as people get back into society. Uh, that that's a lot of revenue. So you're going to have to have more of uh, more talks with LeBron James, the head of the Players Association, which I'm sure will come uh, out of this. Particularly if there's any more incidences. At least for the moment, you've got the revocation of the the seats. 
and seat licenses that'll probably uh these folks will lose them so maybe it's at least a hey you know you paid a lot of money and look at poof they can go away just like that doesn't mean that they won't you know go in uh, bobby valentine it with a fake mustache and, and find other seats to come back in because if you're walking around with that kind of money either your company is paid for them or you've got enough spare change to shake out uh for, to get back down there but you're always trying to look for the deterrent, and I, I don't know that it will because there's always, no matter what part of society and no matter what subject we're talking about, you've got a long tail of idiocy that's going to follow, right? And, and all that needs is one person. So, yeah, do you put up partitions like hockey? Like hockey, we brought it up yesterday after the spitting one went live. In this case, with with Moran's family, it seemed, at least from the stories I read, that there was a you know a healthy, jovial going back and forth until it wasn't. Right. So, you know, having people policing, you know, what's language, you know, what, what are the magic words like when you get teed up on the court? Like there, there's so many different it's, it's like when the NFL started to put in the player conduct policy, you can't account for every situation. Right. You're going to have these different rules and policies in place. And, yeah, it'll probably ruin it for the courtside fans, folks in the third level. They don't care. They're going to scream what they're going to scream, and then it's whether you've offended enough folks in your section to whether it becomes an issue or not. But uh, really sad, and it marred what was a great return for these cities and big moments, right, with with fans in attendance and all the positivity, especially we talked about the garden, and, well, Spike Lee had something to cheer about, and it spilled into the streets, and everybody was excited. And then it's like, okay, here are the three stories, and we have one from each arena. Not that I want them all dumped into one, but at least if they were all in the same arena, we can just say, okay, th- this fan base really needs a, a lesson on etiquette and-, and civility. And I saw some hosts, some some near and some far, making the, oh, they're making too much of this. It's like, no, come on. Now, now you're just going hot take nonsense to try to be different. You know, sometimes we all have to be in agreement, uh, and it's common sense. So the hot takery is is just uh, you're you're showing your ass, as they say. People are going to keep treating NBA arenas like Twitter, and they're they're the players that are the ones that are most at risk because of that relationship, and that's not going to stop. So the NBA needs something bigger than just oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to get security guards. That we yeah, okay, you need something better than that. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos 
in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do we have some crazy-ass drama coming off a of Game 3 of the Suns? And the Lakers. The Lakers win it, 109.95. The outcome wasn't in doubt. However, Devin Booker's flagrant two at the end of regulation is the topic of conversation right now, as well as the left knee of Anthony Davis. So, yes, let's deal with that first before we get to Devin Booker. Um, 
after the game was over, the game had been over for about 15 minutes, uh, AD said that during the game he hyperextended his left knee uh, but finished the game because he kept it warm and by riding the adrenaline. ESPN's Dave McMenamin uh, with the report on this. Uh, he says he's going to get it checked out tomorrow and is glad that he has two days off heading into game four, which isn't until Sunday. So you got AD now with a hyperextended knee uh, after the game he had tonight where clearly – the Suns had nobody who could cover him. He's why I picked the Lakers to win this series because the Suns had nobody to match up with him. Yep. And as long as he is the consistent superstar that he needs to be, the Lakers are going to wind up beating just about anybody. But it's about getting AD to play consistent. He needs to have that mid-career Shaquille O'Neal, Joel Embiid moment where, okay, I got to be about more than just fun and highlights. And I got to be that guy that wants to work hard every single night. It came easy to him early in his career when he was the best player on a bad team but then he understood a little bit more needs to happen just like Shaq did when he said I got to leave Orlando I got to go someplace else uh, my team hasn't been great since I've been here though he did get to the finals once um, that's what AD needs is that hey I'm on the Lakers now yes we won a title but I need to be the number one guy on this team because I'm one of the top five most talented players in the league and you know the, min- the minute he figures that out Everybody else is in trouble. But for AD, the whole thing is about him actually doing it. We watched Joel Embiid do it this year, and that's why the Sixers well, I, won no, the Eastern Conference. No, he hasn't done anything yet, though. He won the Eastern Conference. and I don't care. He's not they, won the Eastern Conference what, yet. What else do you want? Well, I, can, I can only actually say win what the he's Eastern done so Conference, far. and then you can tell me something. I, I can only say what he's done so far, and that's won the Eastern Conference. And yeah, up and he still missed a lot of games. I don't well, know. What he, do even bar- he barely qualified for games played. Oh, so he didn't play great this year. He wasn't, he wasn't I'm not saying he did when he was on the court, he was great. Okay, right. Uh, I'm just curious year. to see if he can finish the job. Okay, but I can only grade on what he's done so far. Right, and so but, far, but, he has taken that great step this year and been a consistent star every night. AD needs to be that consistent star every night. Yeah, but he's already got a title without having to be that guy. Uh, <laughs> and he hyperextended it early in the game. Like there was, there, This was first quarter, if, if I'm remembering the play correctly, where he came down and did one of the little walk, let's walk this behind over by the, the stanchion uh, and then got back into the, the fray. And I was like, eh, that didn't look good. So we'll see if it becomes anything. Because that's the other part with Anthony, Anthony Davis is, is he going to be able to physically get through? Right? I mean, there's a long road still to go. And, and Phoenix obviously doesn't have the, the, the physicality to go with this team. This was the worst matchup set it before it even became uh, official that this was the one they didn't want. And this would probably end their run pretty quickly. Uh, the physicality came after the whistle uh, later on, as we'll talk about in a moment, but you know, just absolute bully ball. The rebound differential was 15 uh, from the free throw line, 30 to 18, you would expect that with the low post presence uh, that you have. Your guy, Drummond, finished with 6 and 11. He only played 20 minutes. Only played 20 minutes, buddy, so he's fresh and ready to go. Uh, and, and they're able to overcome the Lakers' more poor shooting from the outside because this is the only thing that when we get deeper into the playoffs, I don't know that AT, AD will be enough, assuming he's healthy, because the rest of these guys can't shoot. They've been terrible. They were as a team. They were seven of twenty-eight from three-point range again. Still win convincingly, but long term, uh, the something something is awry here because these guys aren't hitting the broad side of the barn. Uh, Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. So as uh, as Mike said, look, all of this 
was a chippy game. It was physical mm-hmm. from the jump. Anthony Davis gets called for a phantom foul in the first minute, likely because <laughs> the officials didn't give him a flagrant two when yeah, he kicked Jay Crowder in the groin the other night. <laughs> wait, wait, here's the play-by-play of the officials announcing the call. We got it right here. Lakers in front of a crowd. No, 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 no. I was going to do a whole thing. Tyson, come on, man. That's not, that's not the toss. Come on, man. Come on. Now, no, now forget it. Now I can't do it. Now everybody knows. No, do it. Do a bit. No, now I can't do it. I, I can't do it. it. Nobody now. knows. I can't do it now. Um, fine, I'll do it. Sorry, all right, all right. So here we go. <laughs> so yeah, it took you all of three seconds to fame no, 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 being no. angry. Because nah, I still want to do it. All right. So, yeah, I, I did Dennis Schroeder. I was, you know, I faked being angry for like three seconds and I was okay. Uh, here's the audio of the officials explaining to the scoring table why that foul was called on AD in the first minute of the game. Uh, because we didn't uh, kick him out the other night after kicking Crowder where you're not supposed to kick him, we're going to give him this phantom foul right here, and uh, we're going to overturn uh, Frank Vogel's challenge, even though really there was no foul, and yeah, we're just going to shrug our shoulders and let him waste it. So uh, it's going to be a foul on uh, Anthony Davis. Two shots, Jay Crowder. Uh, that's really what happened in the first minute of this game. Uh, Jay Crowder kicked out his legs. Anthony Davis stood his ground, didn't do anything, gets called for a phantom foul. From that moment, the game was chippy. And it was back and forth physical. It was Anthony Davis running over Chris Paul, running down court. It was DeAndre Ayton giving a facial to Anthony Davis. And it's with the facial is DeAndre Ayton. And it culminated in this play with about a minute left to go in regulation. Lakers in front of a crowd. Here at Staples Center, playoff victory. Schroeder gets knocked down, and immediately Davis goes over to Crowder, and Booker gets involved. I think Booker's going to be tossed. Scott Foster is pointing it. Was it Matthews, or was it Davis and Booker? Crowder's gone, too. Well, they'll have to sift through it. Uh, Lakers TV, Spectrum Sportsnet, uh, Bill McDonald on the call. Yes, they sifted through and they threw out both Jay Crowder and Devin Booker. They were 1-2 on this play. Dennis Schroeder's going in for a bucket. He goes, he, he, he goes in the air, he elevates, and Devin Booker shoves him, which is an extremely dangerous and dirty play, into Jay Crowder, who kind of shoves him to the ground. And Scott Foster says, you're out, you're out, you're all out. We're throwing you all out of the game. Uh, they go and they look at it. Devin Booker gets called for flagrant two, which was the right call because that's, that's the most dangerous thing you can do is to do something physical to someone while they're elevated. And luckily for Dennis Schroeder, he was okay. And still, it's adjudicated that Booker gets tossed and Crowder gets tossed. Now, for the future, and which means what for the next game and beyond – I think it's kind of done, right? Because you had the AD situation where uh, the Suns were so mad he didn't get a flagrant two and get kicked out, which he probably should have been for, for that. But, okay, now what we do in game two? Okay, now in game two, we give him that foul in the first minute. And then Devin Booker, all right, now flagrant one, flagrant two. Could have been a flagrant one, but uh, he shoved him while he was in the air. Okay, so we got to call it. We're going to call a flagrant two, and we're going to kick him out because the game is over. 
there's no stakes left. Look, the NBA does, doesn't do anything of absolutes. They always, they always take into account, all right, what's the circumstances of the game here, right? If they kick Anthony Davis out of the beginning of game two, you've given a competitive advantage to the Suns. The NBA doesn't want to do that. They don't want to kick stars out. They don't want to do it. They don't want to give a team a chance. They, you won this game because you had a huge competitive advantage because Anthony Davis is out of the game. So they didn't kick Anthony Davis out there. But they'll kick Devin Booker out here because Dennis Schroeder was okay. You know, he was down for about three seconds, but then got up like, hey, did I get the call? Did I get the call? And he stayed in the game. He hit the free throws. He was okay. So that's a good thing for Devin Booker. And you can toss him in a game that's a 10-point game with a minute left to go. You can do that and say, okay, it's been properly uh, ended, and we're moving on. And, you know, Crowder, you're gone too just because. So, Chris, so you're gone. Well, no, because that's the thing is, is he, he got thrown out just because he happened to be there. What, he was supposed yeah. to catch him? Like, he didn't shove him. Like, it wasn't, oh, a pinball. Yeah, let's, you know, forearm shiver this guy to the ground. He just didn't catch him and let him fall. And and the more I've seen the replay, and obviously, you know, you see the different angles. It's a two-hand shove. All right, throw him out. It's not as egregious because he's not, you know, going in for a layup and you decided to run under his legs. Or you made no no play on the ball in that kind of situation. It's still stupid. Still, the potential for danger is there, but not the high flying acrobatics where we normally get really uh, nervous about guys falling down on their neck. He took the hit, kind of went sideways, fell to the ground, and then, like you said, he got right back up. So Jay Crowder yeah. getting ejected is just stupid. Like well, that, no, well, that was you, that was. Hey, you might you did something earlier because you got into it with AD and you just happened to be on the spot. So let's throw you out. <laughs> well, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why that happened is because at that point there was how much time left? Forty eight seconds. Thirty five by thirty five seconds uh, there. Yeah, and, and and Crowder wasn't leaving the game. So that was one of those ejections where the officials took into account. Okay, it's a fourteen point game. It's over. If Jay Crowder plays the last 35 seconds and he gets out of control and does something, that's on us. So you know what? We're throwing you out because you, we want you to go and, and have a cool head and not do something that you're going to regret and that we're going to regret in the last 35 seconds by keeping you in the game. So I think that was one of those uh, preemptory ejections of we think you may lose your cool in the last 35 seconds of a game that's been well decided, so we're going to let you go. Hey, but you know the other way you, know, you, can, you can deflect that? ADs and, and LeBron aren't still out on the court to agitate. Yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It, it's it's whoever it is. Maybe some. Look what it just did to Dennis Schroeder. What did Dennis Schroeder do to them the entire game? You He's know, dominated. they wanted to get back at AD. They wanted to get back at AD, and AD wasn't there. And you're going to pick somebody else if that happens again. So that was one of those ejections that listen, you guys just go, and we're going to get back at it for Game Four. Schroeder had I twenty points. Yeah, but he wasn't AD. Lock them. They didn't try. <laughs> they, they didn't go after Shooter like they were going after Anthony Davis. Well, yeah, just look, AD keeps popping back up until he doesn't. So, yeah, yeah physically, but, you're you're not matching these guys. That that's the thing, right? As much as Crowder can try, there ain't nobody there to back him up because DeAndre Ayton certainly isn't that guy. No, and and you're going to see now it's going to be a reset with two days off. It's a good thing because tempers can hopefully come down a little bit. I mean, probably not. I mean, you're seeing this, and, and the Suns are frustrated because the Lakers are in their heads. And that's the one thing you can say about this is that no matter what, the Lakers are in the Suns' head. They're the two seed, and they've been held down point-wise the first three games. I mean, this is not the high-flying Suns they're used to, so they are extremely frustrated, right? They scored 99, 102, and 95 points. That's not the Suns' offense, right? That's not what they do. Well, so they're their frustrated. Average, right? They were a thir- 113 per, uh, per game during the regular yeah. season. So I, so I get it. They're frustrated. But 
it, having this finish the way it did, the NBA can say it's over. Right, it's over. Booker got thrown out. We don't need to suspend him. The NBA doesn't, like I said, NBA doesn't want to suspend stars. They didn't suspend Anthony Davis. They don't want to give the Lakers an advantage. That's going to be something that the rest of the league howls about going, how do you throw out the best player on a team when it's a 2-1 series? You're giving it to the Lakers. Mark Cuban would be the first guy who would be shouting from the rooftops going, oh, if that was one of my guys, oh, they would have done it. That's exactly, they're not going to have that happen. So this is now done. There's two days off. I am sure both teams will get warned and say, hey, let's make sure we're playing a little bit cleaner. The officials are probably going to be on, on a quick duty on Sunday with whistles, and you don't want your best players to all get into foul trouble early. So I'm expecting that to be the outcome here. Everybody's going to get to play. There's two days off, and the league is going to warn everybody about Game 4 Sunday. But, man, it's still going to be physical. It's still going to be a big battle between these two teams. Well, they're going to attempt, and they're going to go the physical route. They're going to lose Are uh, the Phoenix Suns. But, yeah. hey, you, you take your best shot. Two things for you. One, I shorted them two points per game. They averaged a little over 115 a game. Oh, That's I can't believe you good. did that. That's on you, man. Well, That's I was fail. spitballing it. I don't, I don't try to. Fail. I'm already working on my fantasy football guide for 20. 2021, man. I moved past <laughs> regular season uh, stats for the NBA. Uh, so that and then SB Nation at SB Nation just put this out. The Lakers are the first team to win a home playoff game at Staples Center this season. Everyone else is 0-2. Picture of AD kind of with a what happened kind of look and LeBron with him. And on the other side is sad looking Kawhi. He doesn't have the Michael Jordan face, but it looks like he's making the Michael Jordan face. (laughs) Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. What's up, everyone? It's me, three-time NFL All-Pro Sean Marion, and I have a new sports podcast called the Lights Out Podcast with Sean Marion. This podcast is special to me as I get a chance to talk to some of the best who've ever done it on the field or the track. So whether it's talking to a Super Bowl champion or a NASCAR Cup Series champion, the Lights Out Podcast will bring it to you the only way I know how to. I'm giving you the best insight from the best who's ever done it. Listen to Lights Out with Sean Marion on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast 
on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today, this play from the Pirates and the Cubs went viral right away. And there's a reason why. It's because when I coach 12-year-olds in softball, I tell them, hey, when there's two outs and the ball is hitting the ground, go to first base. Just go to first base and get the out route of the inning. Don't do anything else crazy. Don't let the runner try to distract you. Just make the play to first base and the inning ends. Something that the Pirates forgot because the situation is the Cubs got a runner at second with two out. Javi Baez is up and he grounds out to third base. Or does he? Here's the 0-2 home and a swing and a ground ball on to third base. He took a neck-high pitch and hit it on the ground to third. Now Baez running back toward home plate. Tag him. Tag him. Tag him quickly. And what did Craig do there? They get a run out of that. And now they got to get the out at first. And they throw it in the right field. That's going to get a run for the Cubs. Oh, my. What a loony play. And he's in at second base. Yeah. Just tag him out. What was that? The Cubs are going to get a run, and Baez is safe at second base on a routine ground out to third. 
Oh, the calliopes can be heard from here to Sewickley. Day. You got Sewickley, that's good. Uh, Pirates Radio Network on the call. That part of the Cubs 5-3 win over Pittsburgh today. Uh, yeah, this was a play that you sit there and go, what the hell is going on? Will Craig gets the throw over from third base. And now for a second, let's just realize that the throw from third base wasn't great either. Okay, because Eric Gonzalez's throw pulls him off the base. So instead of running down and just getting tagged out, Javi Baez doing Javi Baez things, because this is what he does, stops and starts backing away from yeah. Craig. All Craig has to do is turn around and trot up and touch first base innings yeah. over. That's it. But instead he keeps going after him to tag him and as when plays like this happen and you hear the crowd start to roar you start getting nervous. And and no matter what <laughs> level of sports you are at, when things like this happen and you get out of your element, bad decisions are made. Right? He could have just ran up to tag him, but he didn't because Baez is still evading him by backing away. Craig yes. could run straight ahead at him. <laughs> he doesn't do that. He, he can't go anywhere. Tag him. <laughs> he could have done anything and gotten the out, but he did not. And then so when he gets Javi Baez real close to the plate, Craig sees the runner coming around third trying to score, so he throws the ball to the catcher, and the runner is safe. And then Baez realizes, oh, I can still run to first. So Baez runs to first, the throw down to first base gets away. He runs to second, the throw down to second base got away, but at least it was backed up. But you watch this play and you go, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. The 12-year-old year old girls that I coach that play first base on my team would know I'm just going to make the play. Or they would hear the coach yell, step on first base. <laughs> she would step there on first are base two outs. Innings over. You that know the old thing that you do, everybody holding up the two out symbol? Hey, well, you know how many outs we got, right, everybody? <laughs> There's two. But like, I don't care how loud the crowd gets. You're a professional baseball player, man. <laughs> I get it if you're eight or nine. Yeah. Like, legit, yeah. like, you can either tag the base, and, and obviously it was a bad throw from third, but he comes yes. off the bag. Yeah. But, and, and you ran the hitter bat. You ran Baez back to home plate. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. what's he going to do, pick up a bat and try to hit again? Yeah. I mean, what's he trying to run in the outfield? No, you can't. He can't, right, he can't do anything. <laughs> There's two outs, and Will Craig just If he runs around you, he's out of the baseline, him. and it's over. But it just oh. uh, tomfoolery. Uh, what was funny, though, is there, um, I, I saw some Ken Harrelson calls superimposed. You have got to be kidding me. Come on. <laughs> some of the, the great uh, the Hawk calls uh, put into that. Uh, Sewickley, by the way, coming off that call, is a borough in Allegheny County, Pennsylvania, 12 miles west northwest of Pittsburgh along the Ohio River. Is it near East Town? Is that where they found that girl's body in the show, in the water? Was that where they found it? Or was it near a Wawa? I don't. I don't know where it was. I don't know. I think Gritty was there. I think. I think I saw Gritty. Oh, in, Gritty. In the you think Gritty That's did Gritty it? Gritty was there. Gritty or the fanatic. Gritty's already had some other allegations against him that he's they, been. His name got cleared. Uh, they, so this would be a terrible thing if he was back in the news for that. No, uh, the Sweetwater the fanatic has to be involved too. It, it's got to happen. Go Flyers, by the way. It's got to happen. It's got. I mean, someone's got to be responsible for this. I'm trying to figure out where there's. Uh, place of note <laughs> in the greater Pennsylvania. I mean, Robert Morris <laughs> University is there, I guess. Uh, but Sewickley is a town of 3,800. There you mm. go. 
Could be. Go Eagles. Go Eagles in, in Sewickley. Or it's outside Philadelphia. It's where it is. It's, where it's, what, it's what people are saying. Oh, no. No. Make the play at first. It's a, first, it's a play at first base. There are two outs. Oh. Now, if they all sounded oh, like no. that, <laughs> screaming oh, no. in the seats, I'd just no. get season tickets. I'm going to move there when I retire. Oh, no. So, my- so many years from now after, you know, many uh, long uh, – fun, exciting rides here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, and, and then I just want to listen to a crowd that sounds like that. It's either oh, that or go back to Chicago where all they that. do is curse at each other. Oh, I had Wizwit. I should have had Wizwit out. <laughs> oh, after I see that play, it was awful. It was terrible. Oh, I need I need some water. Can someone give me some water? I, oh, I got to. Hey, my daughter. Is my daughter there? Could she get me some water? Can you, you get me? Oh, this is oh, this is horrible. This, you this, haven't gotten a Wizwit in in a while. That's, that's I did, a, I did, I got first Wizwit. in a while, buddy. Well, you, you like that, huh? Well, I say I had to get Get Wawa's and Hoagies in there, so that was what it was. I mean, th- this play—I mean, really—it is a little league play. It is a play where if the first baseman gets nervous, you listen to the coach, and maybe that's what the, you have to happen. Maybe the coach have to yell, "Step on first, Craig! Step on first! Step on first base!" <laughs> All right, come on and everybody huddle before you can. Everybody huddle, everybody huddle. All right, that was a little sloppy. It was a little sloppy. Let's bats, 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 bats. Ready? Bats on three. One, two, three. Bats. All right, going. I got hit. How about this? <laughs> How much do you get fined in kangaroo court for that? Oh, man. See, the thing is, you got to find him because it's a big kangaroo court. But, wow, how embarrassing is that for this guy? I mean, really, that you don't know the outs. You don't know. But I mean, I just can't believe that Javi Baez is getting all the credit for this. It's like, okay, he did something that other players well, he was do. was a genius. But, yeah. Right. It did work. No, it did work. And that's Javi Baez. But, but can't really, fault a good strategy. I mean, no, and on. it was. And it absolutely was. But if you get anybody who knows how to play first base – yeah. And, and knows there's two outs and knows what uh, – th- this play doesn't happen. I mean, the majority of things Javi Baez does, it's what are you doing? It's never going to work. But then the one time out of 500 it works, it's, ah, oh, Javi Baez is a genius, man. No, this is on the Pirates for showing the world this is how the Pirates play baseball. Yeah, you know, if Will, you Will Craig's born, only making $570,000, so I can't oh, kill him too much. Man. I mean, what I'm percentage of his salary does he lose for this? You know, I mean, you think about what the Pirates – like, like if you could say to me, hey – can you sum up Pirates baseball like after 1995 until now in one play? I would say, yes, watch this play from today against the Cubs. That's one play summing up Pirates baseball for 25 years. That's what it is right there. Well, this one, I, I would like an NFT of it. Oh, it would be worth a lot of money. It'd be worth a, it'd be worth I could go pay for anything I wanted to. I could get onions on my hoagie. I can get anything on there. It'll but it just goes back to your work. As you've said for a long, long time, right? The uh, watch baseball, you will see uh, something different every night. Probably that you either haven't seen in a long time, time a long time, or, or, or maybe maybe ever. Uh, I don't know that I've seen this since I played little league, and that's that's mm. a long time ago. Step on first. Step on first. Step on first. No, I want to throw the ball. And first baseman, <laughs> remember, Frank Thomas and others, I I, uh, I got over it. But it's tough. You know, you're, if you're a lefty with the tail on the ball, sometimes you're afraid of hitting the guy, hitting the runner in those situations. But you got to get over it. And, and in this case, you had the ball in your glove. All you had to do is go and you could have given him one of those big back slaps, right? <laughs> one of those fight-starting back slaps with your glove and instead, well, it gave us some tomfoolery and a highlight that will live forever. Oh, 
This is why I always tell the girls before I said, listen for my voice. I have a really big voice. I can project. You will hear me all throughout the diamond, right? If you're unsure what to do, listen for my voice. I tell my coaches, I, you know, big things happen. Just let me do it because they can, they can hear me. I said, just listen for my voice. And that's, I, I could have solved that. I could have solved it. Go touch first base. Will, 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 will. Yes, go to first. Go to first. My God, just touch first base. Okay. All right. Oh, my goodness. All right. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 